Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to a another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We're doing a bonus episode this week. I gotta do a freaking review of Full Gear, which just happened this Saturday at AEW's uh, large pay-per-view. I don't actually know how many pay-per-views they do. I would say it's probably four, like, a quarterly pay-per-view. They don't have them, like, every three minutes like the WWE does. So when... AEW has their pay-per-views. It's a pretty big goddamn deal. Unlike WWE, where even, I don't know, the only ones that I get really excited for is obviously WrestleMania, uh, Royal Rumble, and, I don't know, sort of Money in the Bank. Like, it's a hit and miss. That one's never not necessarily a guarantee, but almost a guarantee that I'm going to have a good time at WrestleMania, and especially Royal Rumble. I just love the Rumble. It's always a good time. Even bad Rumbles are good Rumbles, so I've seen... I think all of them, I would have to say. But anyway, we're not talking about the Royal Rumble. We are talking about Full Gear 2022, and this is my review. Before we get into it, make sure you go check over the last episode of the GX WrestleCast. I did my predictions for this show, so if you want to go over there and, and see what I what I thought was going to happen, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it at the end and, and tell you how I did with my predictions. But let's just fucking get into this, man. There was like 13 matches on this card. And uh, I, I made sure I checked out the pre-show because pre-shows on uh, these pay-per-views for AEW are usually loaded with matches. And this is uh, more of the same of that. Zero Hour, their pre-show show name, that's what they're calling it, Zero Hour, had three matches on it. So basically an episode of Rampage here before they get into full gear. So let's talk about these matches. I, I predict... I. Uh, threw all these matches into my predictions as well, so uh, 13 in total. So this is a 10-man tag team match, Orange Cassidy, Best Friends, and Rocky Romero versus The Factory. Uh, starts out, everyone's beating down on QT. Uh, Dan Housen is not out there for the Orange Cassidy Best Friends team. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll be around, don't you worry. Uh, after that, later, the factory is mocking Best Friends. They do this big old group hug in the middle of the ring. That was pretty cute. No idea at this point who is legal. Everyone is just taking turns, jumping in, whooping some ass. I don't even know if anyone tagged anybody throughout this whole match. But yeah, it was a little hard to keep up with. Orange Cassidy hits the gorgeous Tornado DDT. Might be the nicest one in the in the business right now. It's unreal. Then everyone dives onto the factory. I love that. That was a thumbs up. QT hits a cutter on Orange, then goes for a pile driver on the steel steps. Oh, Jesus. Then a demon version of Dan Housen arrives. Late to his match, but he is a, he is a house of fire, man. I have never seen Dan Housen like this before. Uh, very, very into it. Very cool. I don't know if it's like him doing a parody of the Finn Balor demon thing, but it's a different Danhausen. Danhausen's usually a very fun, light, funny character, and now he came out, he's serious, ready to whoop some ass. It was cool, man. Hausen puts teeth or something, I don't know what the hell he put in, in Corrado's mouth, but he kicks his mouth, and then a whole bunch of the teeth, I guess, fly out of his mouth, uh, and then they win. Just like that, boom, it's over. A fun match. Everyone getting involved here. Some good tag team offense. Very fast-paced match. Uh, this new Dan Housen uh, was quite cool. Uh, I've never seen it before. I'm, I'm not sure if he's done this before somewhere else, but I'm interested in it. I, I like I like Dan Housen quite a bit. I don't get to see him as much as I'd, I'd like to, but uh, maybe now with this other side of him, we get to see a little bit more of Dan Housen. So I thought it was a good match. Seven at then. 
And I got that. I predicted that one correctly. So there you go. Next up, you got Ricky Stocks versus Brian Cage. This is the Eliminator Tournament match. Cage destroying Ricky at the beginning. Ricky ends up fighting back. Hits a spear out of nowhere. Cage is out at two on that one. Holy moly. Cage goes for an F10. Ricky reverses it into a Canadian Destroyer. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Rochambeau on Cage and Ricky Stocks gets the victory. I mean, very impressive that um, Ricky was able to get Cage up for the Rochambeau. Cage is a solid piece of muscle, man. And uh, Ricky isn't the biggest guy, but impressive he was able to get him up there for that. A fun comeback victory for Ricky. Cage, as always, man, he just blowing my mind with the stuff that he can do in the ring. Um, just just shouldn't be able to do that at his size. It's ridiculous. Uh, crowd was hot for Starks. Very solid match. Six and a half out of ten. Now we got the, I guess, the main event of Zero Hour. Uh, this seems to be Eddie Kingston's spot where he, like, finishes off these pre-shows. I think he did it last time against Ishii or something. I, If I can remember, that was so long ago. Uh, anyway, uh, Eddie Kingston going up against um, Jun Akiyama. Or, yeah, Akiyama. Uh, he was uh, there at the main event against Rampage. He had a tag team match this time. It's Eddie Kingston and him one-on-one. -on -one. So it's going to be an ass-kicking. Let's get into it. They continue the stiff beat beatdown that they were giving each other on Rampage the night before. Just right back into it. The 53-year-old Akiyama hits a DDT on the apron and then a lovely, just beautiful, old-school pile driver, man. Oh, I love that. I just love it. Thumbs up for that. Machine gun chops from Eddie, then the exploder suplexes dropping each other on their heads. I mean, oh my god, dude, that that's like one of my favorite things about New Japan Pro Wrestling or just uh, Japan Wrestling in general. Uh, they just love to drop each other on their heads over there, and yeah, they were doing it in this match. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Akiyama drops down the knee pad and blasts Eddie in the face with a knee. Another near fall there. Eddie returns with a spinning back fist for the W over the legendary Akiyama. Uh, wow, dude, what an absolute war. Unbelievable performance from, like I said, the 53-year-old legend Akiyama. Um, wow, does not, he, I swear, he doesn't wrestle a day over 52. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. He was great, dude. He was absolutely insane. Like, I was blown up. Like, I had to look it up. I was like, how old is this guy? And I was, I was like, damn, he don't wrestle a day over 52, but nah. I, I don't know why I made the same joke again, but no, he's good, dude. He was really good. Thumbs up. He's crazy. Eddie taking a whooping and delivering one himself. I'm uh, I'm loving Kingston's tour against Japan's legendary brawlers. Uh, I think I like this one more than his Ishii battle, uh, but he Eddie Kingston challenged him again. So we're going to see Eddie versus Ishii. No, wait, no. I think Chris Jericho challenged him. I, I wrote it down anyway. I really like this match. Give me an 8 out of 10. Really good, just... Strong style, classic, just beat the shit out of each other. Some big moves, big old school moves like the pile driver. It was really good. I liked it. And then after that, Eddie Kingston uh, hypes up everybody for full gear. And the main show begins with uh, the cage match. Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus. And Luchasaurus is out there with that dastardly heel Christian Cage. Match kicks off. Jungle Boy is bouncing off the cage onto the ropes. Hits a flying dropkick onto the dino. Freaking cool move right there. Jungle Boy gets busted open by, I believe, the cage. I didn't see what actually got him there. Luchasaurus power bombs Jungle Boy into the cage wall. That was pretty dope. Thumbs up for that. 
Christian sneakily steals the key from the ref, and I mean sneakily in a funny way. It, it was not very sneaky. He tries to open up the, the door, but he is caught and taken away by security. So there you go. Christian is out of here, and you didn't even get into a whole lot of sh uh, heel shenanigans. I was worried that maybe he would, like, steal the spotlight away from these two, but nah, he's he's dragged out of there by security pretty early on. So that was it was a funny spot. It made me giggle. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy fighting on the outside now. Luchasaurus catapults Jungle Boy into the cage wall again. Lucha introduces a table now. They have the cage raised just enough so they can like grab weapons and shit underneath. I, I like that touch. That was cool. Back in the cage now. Jungle Boy fighting back in into it. Or sorry, Jungle Boy fighting back into the into the fight here. His face is just covered in blood, man. Uh, he hits a leaping. Uh, he hits, I don't know, he hits some, I called it a CD, I don't know what the hell that means, but he hit a fucking move, okay, he, he, and, and he got a near fall after that, and it was dope, so I'm giving a thumbs up. Luchasaurus reverses Jungle Boy with a choke slam th through the chair, and like, that chair just flattened out perfectly, man, that was, I don't think I've ever seen a choke slam on a chair done, like, that chair, mm, that chair was fucking, that must have been a paid chair or something, that chair knew exactly what it was doing, thumbs up for that. Jungle Boy won't stay down. The Dino putting the beat down on him. Jungle Boy just hulks up. Hits a ridiculous pile driver. Luchasaurus near fall on that one. Thumbs up. Tombstone out of nowhere from Luchasaurus. Picks Jungle Boy up again and just fucking tosses him around the ring. That was that was pretty wicked. Uh, this is awesome chance, chance from the crowd. Luchasaurus placed on the table. Jungle Boy climbs to the top of the cage and hits a massive elbow drop off of the top of the cage through the table. He didn't quite hit the elbow drop perfectly. Um... I don't know, it's still, it looked very painful for him, but he didn't, like, crash through the table as perfectly as I imagine he was hoping for. He kind of almost missed it a little bit, but still a crazy spot right there. Uh, he locks in the snare trap, and Luchasaurus taps out. Wow. Uh, one hell of an opening match. Crowd was super into this one. Great story told by the two best friends turned enemies. Jungle Boy, um... Getting it done tonight, man. Just a great performance from him. He took an absolute whooping, and then he just kept fighting back. I mean, it was good. Brutal-looking um, bruising on Jungle Boy on his side there. Just a really nasty-looking bruise. They're going to be sore in the morning for sure. And uh, Jungle Boy was bleeding pretty much the whole match. At some points, man, his whole face was just just soaked in blood it was amazing luchasaurus may be my favorite big man in the business man he is just an absolute ton of fun to watch and he'll leave your mouth wide open man in amazement he's so big and he literally fights like a luchasaurus hence the name luchasaurus but he's a big big boy and the things that he can do is quite amazing now personally i i prefer luchasaurus i think as a i don't know just in the tag team with jungle boy because when he his hot tag was one of the best in the business dude like when he comes in for that hot tag he starts throwing these roundhouse kicks and flying all over the place it's it's very very good shit uh, Christian has the perfect amount of involvement, I felt, throughout the match. Not too much. And uh, he had a funny spot, which was good. He didn't ruin the match in any way, so the ejection was really funny. I thought the match was great, giving it an 8 out of 10. Next up, you got the t uh, Trios Tag Match. Uh, Death Triangle versus the Elite, the returning Elite, for the AEW Trios Championship. Uh, a lot of people felt like they knew the outcome of this one, how predictable it was going to be. But there's only one way to find out. Let's get into it. The, well, I guess you could have just looked up the results, but yeah, anyway. Uh, the Elite come out to carry on my wayward son. Oh, fuck yeah. I cannot. That works so freaking brilliantly, dude. Um, 
Now, I'm just going to say, it worked really good this night. I'm just not sure if that song is going to work night to night. Um, I love that song, dude. So it was fuck. It was a great entrance. Even my wife liked it. And I was looking at her. I was like, oh, she's going to fucking hate this. And she was like, that was incredible. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, sick as hell, though. That entrance was dope. Um, crowd explodes for the elite, man. They're going absolutely crazy for them. Kenny and Pac tear it up in the in the first part of the match, and then Bucks and Lucha Bros go absolutely freaking nuts. Uh, I've seen them go at it a, a bunch of times, but it's it's fantastic. Thumbs up. Pac is bleeding out of the mouth a little bit. Crowd is hot for Omega versus Pac. They and they get it on, man. Like that is a money match. They've been. I don't know if they fought one on one before, but they've teased this match as like the money match. And yeah, it definitely screams money. Uh, excuse me. Omega continues to show off the lack of ring rust. Nails the perfect dive onto Pac and uh, Penta. Outrageous DDT on Phoenix onto the apron his neck freaking like twist in this like really unnatural way holy scared the hell out of me i thought he broke his freaking neck but he appears to be fine nick hits a springboard hurricanrana onto uh, a pile of goodness i mean oh my god man uh just just landing on everybody uh death triangle hits a tombstone at the same time that was freaking awesome thumbs up red arrow then the brutalizer on kenny but he is saved just in the nick of time death triangle in full control now flying all over the place man like just ridiculous pack tossing his trusty hammer to ray phoenix but he refuses to use it on omega he demolishes ray with a big boot and tiger driver into a near fall here comes the super kick party and BTE triggers, but the fall is broken up. Pox sneaks Ray the hammer again. Kenny sets up the one winged angel, forcing Phoenix to use the hammer, roll up, and death triangle with the surprise win to retain the titles. Now, all the predictions that I saw before I watched this, it seemed that everyone had the, the elite, even myself, I had the elite winning this match. Um, yeah, freaking really uh, surprised me that Death Triangle got the win here, but I think they're well-deserving of retaining their championships. They've been a fantastic uh, trios tag team champion since they got it. Uh, it. I feel like, yeah, it would be a little wrong to just take it off of them and put it back onto the Elite, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised, honestly. Uh, absolute masterclass in trios tag team wrestling, man. Just non-stop highlights. Every freaking 10 seconds there's a highlight. Everyone having multiple draw-dropping uh, just moments. They follow the usual formula for, like, Young Buck matches. But uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. Like, it's, it's really entertaining, but it can get, like, exhausting if you've seen, like, a handful of their matches, like, in a month. And they kind of do the same thing over and over again. It can get a little exhausting. But haven't seen them in a while, so it was nice to see it again. I, uh, I felt the Elite didn't, like, didn't overdo it with the kicks and the BTE triggers and the ridiculous amounts of, of finishers and near falls. I felt like it was it was good. Like, they had them, but it wasn't outrageous. Like, there's sometimes, man, where they'll hit, like, five super kicks in a row, two BTE triggers, and, like, a fucking dual move off the top rope, and they get a near fall. It's like, how, dude? Like, no one's kicking out of that crap. Um, I loved, I loved the finish, man. I thought it was really good the way that they brought in the hammer. Pack may have been my favorite performance of the match. Uh, it's just, just excellent, man. Eight and a half out of ten. Fucking awesome match. Really dug it. And now we're getting into uh, the one that I didn't dig too much. Nyla Rose with Icky Vicky Guerrero screaming and yelling the whole fucking time too. Versus Jade Cargill with the baddies. Uh, TBS Championship match right here. 
Uh, Nyla Rose has, has taken that TBS championship hostage over the last, like, I don't know, three, four weeks or something. Let's see if Jade will be able to finally get that son bitch back. Jade rocking a cool Thundercats-inspired outfit. I thought it was fine. It was pretty cute. Uh, Jade, uh, pump, big pump kick sends Nyla into the crowd. That was that was something. Nyla hits Jaded on Jade. Oh, baby, maybe we're getting... Uh, they're, they're doing that quite a bit. People stealing people's finisher. I like it. Crazy close near fall. I actually thought for a second there she uh, she might have actually caught in the pin over Jade Cargill. But nope. Jade hulks up, hits a Jaded of her own. Three count. And Jade is 42 and 0, and she finally gets her TBS title back in her hands. So there you go, everyone's happy, except me. An all right match. Uh, it's uh, it's it's losing a point straight up because Vicky was shrieking and freaking out the whole entire match. Just really, really annoying. Takes me out of it every time I hear that voice. I'm like, oh, it just makes me cringe and turn away. I can't. Um, they haven't been able to build up a convincing opponent for Jade yet. Nyla was interesting. I, I'd kind of like them to keep going with it. I thought the thing that she, like, Nyla stealing the title and just being like, yeah, I'm the champion now. Like, what are you talking about? I've always been the champion. What are you doing? It was pretty good. I liked it. I like Nyla Rose, man. I just don't know why she's with Vicky Guerrero. I think Nyla is has a good enough personality. She can talk. I don't think she needs Vicky Guerrero in any way, shape, or form. I don't think AEW needs Vicky Guerrero any shape or form unless she's in the back writing writing stuff quietly. Whatever's quiet would be perfect. Anyway, I uh, wasn't feeling this match. Uh, four out of ten. Now we move into the four-way match. Claudio Castanoli versus Brian Danielson versus Sammy Guevara versus the champion Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Goddamn, this was a hard one to predict, and yeah, I got it wrong. I'm pretty sure I got it wrong. Who did I pick? Yeah, yeah, I got it wrong. All right, let's get into it. Brian and Claudio beating down Chris Jericho and Sammy Everyone seems to be uh, paired up for only a moment, though. Then uh, Claudio and Brian Danielson go after it. They exchange uppercuts. Uh, the chests are getting red already. Oh, baby, you know I love that. Chris says hello, but gets locked into a double single leg lock. Sammy flies out of nowhere with a double cutter off the top rope. That was fucking awesome. Thumbs up for that. What a move. Sammy and Chris working together now. Chris calling the shots, of course. Jericho with a code breaker on Claudio, but Sammy breaks up the pin. Oh boy. It's fucking on, King. Everyone's going to get it on right now. Jericho and Sammy start laying into each other. Sammy with a code breaker on Chris. There's another uh, finisher stealing right there. God damn, I love it. Then attempts the wall of, walls of Jericho, but Chris is too good at that move. He knows that move like the back of his hands, like he's been doing it his whole career or something. He reverses it into his own walls of Jericho, then catches Bryanson mid-flight into another walls of Jericho. Absolutely beast mode Chris Jericho right here. I loved it. Thumbs up for that. Sammy double-crosses Chris again. Knee strike into a beautiful shooting star and nope insanely close near fall right there i'm fuck i'm losing it right now thumbs up beast mode claudio lifts and tosses sammy out of the ring onto chris jericho then immediately hits a psycho knee by by brian danielson and another crazy close near fall man i was standing i had to i had to stand up for that one. i was like my word almighty they got me hook line and sinker on that fall thumbs up for that more near falls, Claudio with the big swing on Sammy, then Chris hums himself at Claudio, and Sammy hits another, or, uh, and Sammy hits another Judas effect on Claudio, that doesn't make any sense, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go and and say that Chris Jericho hit someone with the Judas effect. Yeah, he hits uh, Claudio with another Judas effect, pins and wins this match. Wow. Uh, honestly, the finish was was kind of sloppy, but a great match overall. Some sometimes like these four way matches can be tough, but they crushed this one, man. One like. All four having great moments again throughout. I mean, Sammy and Danielson were goddamn standouts, man. I, 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 they got money right there. Sammy versus Danielson is just phenomenal in the ring. Sammy's just freaking flying all over the place. Danielson with his outrageous counters and beating the shit out of everything that moves. Jericho and Castanoli had their moments as well. It's just that, damn, dude. Danielson and Sammy just shine through this thing. But everyone was great, man. Except for a little sloppy finish there. They kind of fucked it up, but... I thought there was a great pace to the match. Fantastic near falls had me jumping out of my fucking seat. Really good, great match right here. Eight and a half out of ten. If you maybe cleaned up that finisher right there, you might have had a, a, a match of the year candidate right here. But not quite. Close, but no cigar. Now we move into the big one here, folks. We got Soraya finally returning to the ring. She's going up against Britt Baker, Britt Baker DMD. Great ovation for Soraya. First in-ring match in over five years. Britt going right after the neck of Soraya. Soraya, Soraya's like brother is in the crowd. He's cheering her on. Don't give a shit. Big stomp to Soraya. She keeps fighting back. Crowd is split on who to cheer for. We got cheers for Soraya. We got cheers for DMD. Soraya didn't get all of the sunset powerbomb off of the tops. You know, just it wasn't wasn't quite all there. Soraya eats a ripcord lariat and another stomp near fall right there. Soraya hits two rampages for the victory. Ah, hell yeah. Very solid match. Soraya with some minor rust at times. You know, her selling, though, was absolutely on point. She, she could still sell like a champion. Uh, story they told was great and convincing. Crowd was like audibly nervous and kind of uncomfortable with the way that Soraya was having her injured injured neck like attacked throughout the match. They're just kind of that that you know it when you hear it. There's like kind of that uncomfortable like uh, excitement or like oh jaw just just don't get hurt again for God's sakes kind of that thing going on. But real gutsy win here for Soraya. Great to see her working in the ring again, man. I uh, can't wait to see more out of her and Britt Baker going forward. Should be one of the better rivalries they, they're going to have going, moving on forward with this. So, 6.5 out of 10. Solid match. Now, we got a triple threat match here. Power, I mean, sorry. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Samoa Joe versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. So last week, I think it was, yeah, last week Samoa Joe turned on Wardlow, attacked him with the championship. Wardlow was just getting a little too cocky for Joe's liking, so he said, that's it, I'm putting this boy back in his corner. So let's get into this match. Wardlow hits a huge whisper in the wind and then Swanton Bomb. Like, what the fuck is this guy? Jeff Hardy all of a sudden? What? Wow. Um, I, I would dare say that he hit both of those moves better than Jeff Hardy did. Uh, thumbs up. Excellent. Hobbs full speed slams into Joe on the outside. They crash into the barricade pretty hard. Wardlow powerbombing the bejesus out of Hobbs. But Joe pushes Wardlow out of the way. He locks in the choke on Hobbs. And no! TNT champion Samoa freaking Joe. Um, yeah, wow, I did not see that one coming. My wife apparently did. She predicted that Samoa Joe was going to win. And, uh, yeah, it almost cost me to lose our little bet. My wife and I, we do our little predictions. And the winner usually has to buy someone food. And, uh, I won, just so you know, so my wife has to buy me 
Chinese food, so fuck yeah, I'm awesome. Anyway, uh, she got this one right, and I didn't. Got a little close there, and then the old tally at the end. She, uh, the final, I think the final score was like seven to six, or so. it was close. It was, it was, she was too close for comfort. Anyway, um, fun big hoss fight. Uh, lots of big slams. It was physical. Wardlow did some crazy stuff like that. Jeff Hardy offense is just outrageous for a man of his size, and and how good he can hit that shit. Like he hit that whisper in the ring. Ring. Uh, Whisper in the wind. He must have he cleared like half of the ring with that thing, and that Swanton dive as well. Like he got far on that thing. Very impressive. Uh, match was fun. Six and a half out of ten. Jericho backstage. He challenges Ishii for the Ring of Honor Championship, and Orange Cassidy after that challenges Swagger to an All Atlantic Championship match as well. And he also tells Swagger that he has a nice hat, and Swagger's like, "Damn right, that's a nice hat." Ugh, freaking hilarious. Thumbs up. So, uh, yeah, Jericho is going to fight Ishii again. That's going to be uh, an absolute war for sure. Uh, next up, you got Jay Lethal with, uh, with um, oh, Jeff Jarrett. I was like, who the, what the fuck is JJ? I was like, oh, double J, Jeff Jarrett. I got it. With Sanjay Dutt and Singh versus Darby Allin and Sting. Uh, Double J, man, I must say. He's using the old My World entrance theme music. You know, that... Oh, it just gives me the chills. Like, every... It's just, like, the most asshole fucking theme music. It fits him so perfectly. It's so fucking good. I love it. And uh, he also brings out a bunch of dudes dressed up as Sting. He's trying to get the mind games. And uh, if you want if you want mind games, just look at this man's body. At the age of 55, dude... J A double T Jeff Jarrett looks incredible for his age. He looks great. Uh, a body bag appears on the stage. Uh, Jarrett goes to check it out and is attacked by Darby. Sting and Double J stand off in the in the ring. Sorry, that wasn't. Uh, Jay Lethal went and checked on the body bag and got attacked by Darby, not Double J. Sting and Double J though they're in the ring and they're having a standoff. We get some TNA chants. That's freaking awesome. I love that. I was all in on TNA at that time when Sting showed up and and Double J was the biggest heel in the company. It was really good back then, man. And I appreciate those TNA chants. Thumbs up. Darby grabs a ladder and coffin drops like he jumps like 20 feet off of it, like off the stage down into the floor pit. But out of nowhere, the freaking monster sing catches him midair and then just slams him on the stage. Holy fucking shit. That was incredibly dangerous, but incredibly awesome. Thumbs up. Sting and Lethal fighting in the crowd. Sting jumps off of the barricade onto Sing, taking him out. Holy Christ, Sting, you're too old to be doing this crap. Thumbs up. It turns into a tag team match in the ring for a second. Well, no, it actually, it is a tag team match. So, yeah, it turns in, like, at first there was just a crazy brawl, and now it actually just turns into the tag team match it's, it's booked to be. So Darby goes for a coffin drop, but instead eats a guitar shot to the back from Double J. Ouch, that looked extremely painful. Darby goes beast mode, though. He no-sells the guitar shot and goes absolutely fucking insane. Sting and Darby hit a combo death, or combo coffin drop death drop onto sing that was crazy sting and lethal botch their spot at the end but darby hits a coffin drop for good measure and sting and darby win oh my god man sting just con continues to defy father time he just keeps doing these insane stuff for his age i swear he's like getting better as his aew career continues onward like Wow, this AEW run is substantially better than his WWE run. Like, not even, not even comparable. Like, this is fantastic, man. Very fun match. 
Singh's involvement throughout the match was really good too. I mean, him catching Darby was like just mind like so fucking cool. And uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Seven out of ten. Oh my god, now we get into the one. This was oh man, this one had me jumping around like a freaking schoolgirl, man. I was loving this match. Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm for the AEW Interim Women's Championship. Whole oh, buddy. Let's get into this bad boy. Cheers for Hater at the beginning of the match are louder than the cheers for Tony Storm. So I found that quite interesting. Uh, Hater aggressively beating down Tony Storm early on in the match. Storm fights back, hits her absolutely beautiful hip attack. Thumbs up. I love that move so much. She's so good at it. Both women trading really heavy shots. Tony is bleeding now. Rebel runs down to check on her friend Hater. Rebel wax Tony with the belt. We get a lariat from Hater, and it's no, it's not over. Tony kicks out of that. God damn it, Tony! Tony falls to the outside, then Britt out of nowhere stomps Tony's head onto the belt. Storms, Storm zero from Jamie Hater, but Tony kicks out of that as well. Holy shit, dude! Tony hits her own Storm zero. Hater kicks out of that too. Holy shit, dude! I'm flipping out. Britt Baker removes the turnbuckle pad, but uh, she is pushed off of the top rope uh, accidentally by, by Jamie Hayter. She goes tumbling down to the outside. Hayter counters Tony. She hits her noodle on the exposed buckle, ripcord lariat, and no. Women's champ, bro. Jamie fucking Hayter. Let's go. Hell yeah, bro. She fucking did it. That was a great match, dude. Fucking really stiff brawl. And the ending five minutes or so were absolutely insane with the fucking near falls, man. Absolutely insane. It was too, like, I predicted that Hater was going to win, but I predicted, like, I only, I said Hater because that's just what I wanted. I didn't actually think she was going to win just because, you know, I thought that they uh, wanted to revisit Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa whenever she comes back. But, you know, those two can still fight. It doesn't have to be for the title necessarily. I, dude, I, I don't, I told my wife, like, I was so happy when she won this. And when I finally calmed down, I looked at her. I was like, I don't think I've been that excited for someone winning a match like that since Rey Mysterio won the world title on my birthday at WrestleMania when I was like the biggest Rey Mysterio fan. I was losing it, dude. I I am a massive Jamie Hayter fan, and I, I'm so happy that they put the title on her, dude. Like, I don't know if they called an audible because I just feel like she's hot, dude. Like, she, like she's attractive, yes, but she's hot with the crowd, man. Crowds love Jamie Hayter. Like, they were out cheering. Uh, they were cheering more for Hater tonight than they were Tony Storm, and there's nothing really wrong with Tony Storm. It's just that Hater's got it, man. She's got it. Like, whatever it is, I don't think Tony Storm has that it factor i think jamie hater does and i don't know if they made that audible call to put the title on her right now because i think it's a great move jamie hater is fucking legit dude she is unbelievable this should make her a legitimate superstar and uh quite possibly we could have um one of the bigger rivalries if they're going to i don't know when they're going to get to it but it's got to come at some point jamie hater it has to get into it with Britt baker at some point and that is going to be amazing just like this match was i really enjoyed it eight at it then now we move into swerve and our glory versus the acclaimed this is for the aew tag team championships Got an awesome rap from Caster. He even throws in like a whole, like four extra bars of raps. It was freaking awesome. I was laughing. Thumbs up. Bowens has his shoulder heavily taped up. I mean, he's got like 45 pieces of that freaking Healy tape on him. Uh, Scissor me timbers on Swerve out of the gate. 
That's just a fantastic name for a move. Swerve grabs a piece of the barricade, sets it up, but Keith Lee doesn't like it. He doesn't want him using that crap. Uh, Caster with the Cena offense all of a sudden. Uh, top, lo top rope leg drop and an FU, just like John Cena, baby. Caster hits a crossbody on Lee. They go crashing through the steel barricade. Ouch. Thumbs up for that. That was awesome. Uh, Mike drop on Swerve, but Keith saves his partner. Got a huge powerbomb stomp combo from Glory. Uh, Caster kicks out of that. Lee manhandling the acclaimed crazy strength from from Keith Lee here, man. He's like deadlifting powerbomb. One guy up, slams him down on the other guy, tosses him around. Just, oh my God, I would have fainted if I, if I did that much lifting. Swerve grabs the pliers, looking to mess up the scissoring fingers, but Daddy Ass runs down and prevents that from happening. Go to hell, Swerve, you fucking little psychopath. Who, who fucks with people's scissoring fingers? That's just messed up. Swerve wants Lee to use the pliers, but Lee says hell to the nah-nah, refuses to use them, so Swerve slaps him in the face. Aw, oh, fuck. Aw, oh, now you don did it. Lee picks up Bowens and pats him on the back, says... Have fun, and he leaves his partner Swerve to fight the match alone. The Acclaim take advantage of that right away. Whoop Swerve's ass, mic drop, and the champs retain. There you go. Solid match, man. I enjoyed it. Swerve and Lee have finally broken up after weeks and weeks and weeks of, of teasing this breakup. Pretty much since the day they got together, they were like teasing the breakup because it was just... Never liked the tag team anyway, so there you go. I'm, I don't like Swerve Strickland. I think he, he, like he's fine in the ring. I hate his gimmick. I hate his gimmick so much. I hate his rap music. He's terrible, terrible music. Can't, can't, no, bad, just bad. Okay, uh, six and a half out of ten if I didn't say that anyway. Uh, all right, baby, here we go. It's the fucking main event time, y'all. The main event, the big one, the big kahuna burger or whatever. We got MJF Maxwell, Jacob Friedman versus John Moxley. This is for the AEW World Championship. So let's fucking get into it. MJF with the fake out dive onto Moxley. That was hilarious. He really like pumps himself up like he's going to go do it. And then he just keeps running the ropes over and over again. I loved it. That was fucking, that made me giggle real good. Have to give that a thumbs up. MJF hits a tombstone on the apron out of nowhere. But Jesus, they're pulling tombstones out out of nowhere. But uh, MJF hurts his knee doing that move. So uh, yeah, there's the target for Moxley. Mox puts MJF through the table. MJF struggling to answer the 10 count, but he just makes it back into the ring. MJF then immediately eats, eats a paradigm shifts, but he kicks out of that one. Mox working the injured knee of MJF. Mox hits a top rope paradigm shift. Looks a tad awkward. You know, the fall looked a little weird, but uh, MJF, it was fine. MJF grabs the rope to break the pinfall on that one. Mox gets MJF into a fist fight. Not a good idea. MJF uses the ref to protect himself. Ref is down and out. MJF grabs the ring. Uh, well, his ring. Regal comes out and says, Don't you fucking dare do that shit. Maxwell throws down the ring and flips off Regal. That was funny. Mox makes MJF tap with the choke, but there's no referee to see it. So William Regal slips the brass knuckles too. MJF? Oh my god. William, why? Why would you do this? MJF clocks Moxley with the brass knuckles pinfall and no! AEW World Champion MJF. Yes, they fucking did it, man. The trigger has been pulled 
And on top of that, I predicted the William Regal turn on Moxley. So there you go. I, I got a dull, I got double points for that one. No, I, I didn't get myself double points, but you know, I was a good prediction. I just, that one just, I just came up to me right when I was making the prediction. I was like, oh fuck. I feel like William Regal's going to do some funky shit tonight, but, and, and he did. Um, match overall was honestly a little underwhelming compared to like the rest of the cards on the show, but it was still solid, man. It was, it was fine. Feels like, honestly, I feel like they wanted to, like, work the crowd more. I think a lot of this match was supposed to be crowd work and a lot of looking around, you know, crowd work. But uh, I feel like the crowd maybe at this point of the show was burned out a little bit and maybe, honestly, a little bit hesitant to cheer against Moxley. Like, they were doing it. They were even chanting, fuck you, Mox, at a point. But it was, like, really quiet and kind of, like, a little gun-shy, I feel like. They didn't really know who to cheer for in this one. Uh, that's just what I'm thinking because it seemed a little lackluster, honestly. Uh, the in-ring stuff was fine. Uh, working the injured knee was solid. It was a good story they were telling. Some spots, some nice spots in the match. You know, the table spot was good. The the top rope paradigm shift was was nice. Just looked a little awkward, but it was still cool. Uh, the match had a slow pace to it, but it was like. I don't know, I just felt like it was more about the story being told, and I feel like they're banking on a really, really hot crowd, but I just, I just feel like they're aghast, man. They were giving it their all throughout the whole show. The show was long as fuck, so, like, with the, with the what do you call it, the pre-show thing, it was, like, four and a half hours, man. It was a long fucking show, so I don't blame the crowd for being a little burned out at this point. Um... I still thought the match was solid, though. It was a, it's a six out of ten. Like it's it's a bit underwhelming for the for the main event, but I don't know. I think they had it kind of going against them, man. I feel like everyone kind of knew that MJF was going to get it done here. Um, it kind of seemed like Moxley knew that it was he was going to lose this one. He, his heart didn't seem fully into it the way that Moxley usually is. Uh, he seemed a little off, and MJF was doing his MJF stuff. He's not, like, insane in the ring or anything. That's not the kind of matches he he does. That's not the kind of character that he plays where he's going to sit there and do a bunch of flips and stuff. He is as heel as heel gets. So even in the ring, he's going to work in a way that will make you upset and so on and so forth. But he, he's quite entertaining. He's a good storyteller. It's just... um. Yeah, I was expecting a little bit more out of this main event match. I thought, you know, there wasn't any blood. There was uh, the shenanigans were obviously going to be there, and I think they were done all right. Uh, the more that I think about the William Regal stuff, the more predictable it seemed that that was coming. But regardless, they did it. MGF is the champion now. Hopefully, Moxley can go and have a nice vacation with Renee or something, and and take some time off, man, because your back must be sore from carrying this company for the last like two and a half years. You've been so fucking good dude but um that is the show man i thought it was a wicked show overall uh like i said though with the buy-in it was a fucking long show i swear it must have been like four and a half maybe even longer might have been a five-hour show something like that i couldn't i couldn't watch it all in one sitting uh it just had to be a two-dayer for me so that's why the review is a little bit later than i would have liked it but it's it's here so there you go uh the matches were fucking pretty much all really good man like the only one that i didn't like was the tbs title match it was a dud but it was like an expected dud there's there's it was you know it's a jade cargill match like she's not very good she seems kind of green a lot of her matches are virtually squash matches and um yeah they, they tend to not be very good and they were it wasn't very good tonight either um, but honestly, I mean, with just the one dud out of 13 matches, that's, that's pretty fucking good, man. Pretty goddamn good. Hater winning the title was probably the biggest pop for me of the night, man. I was losing my shit for Jamie Hater winning that match. Fave match is tough. Uh, there was a lot of good ones out there. I think I'm going to go with, um, 
I don't know if if only that Ring of Ring of Honor four way match had the, a nice clean finish and they didn't like fuck it up a little bit. Uh, probably go with that one, but I think we're gonna give the nod to the trios title match. That that was awesome, and uh, the the nice ending there where where Death Triangle actually got the win, where I thought that was kind of the most almost a guaranteed win for the Elite to get their titles back. But no, Death Triangle gets it done, and it was a fucking really good match. Uh, a lot of the payoffs for the ongoing storylines over the last months were were quite good as well. The Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus match was extremely emotional. Uh, they're also setting up uh, a lot of interesting stuff moving forward like what's going to happen with Hater and Britt Baker moving forward like there's going to have to be some jealousy within that Britt Baker's probably going to say something like oh you wouldn't have won that title if it wasn't for me and then I'll send J- Jamie Hater off so I'm really looking forward to see how the the title run of Jamie Hater should be a lot of fun what are they going to do with Jungle Boy now like is he is he going to get his hands on Christian or is the storyline done I mean we're not this storyline can't be done unless until Jungle Boy gets his hands on fucking Christian right and now MGF as the champion, how is that going to be? Like, is 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 it going to be is it going to be a situation that like, is it something that we all wanted and then we finally got it and it ends up not being that good? I don't know. I feel like the chances are are pretty good that MGF is going to have a quite fun run. He's going to be a master on the mic. It's going to be very interesting to see what he's going to do with William Regal. Is William Regal going to be hanging around with him now week to week? Is he going to disappear for a little while? What's going to happen with the Blackpool Combat Club? Because, I mean, that that club was already, like, in disarray the day it got started. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm very interested to see what, what's going to go on after uh, on Dynamite this week, that's for sure. Um, I love the show man it was it was really good barely any fat on the stake if, if if you will the crowd was hot from from the opening bell maybe lost a little steam like like i said at the end there but i can't blame them man there was a marathon of an event they were they were fire for i'd say 89% of it so very very well done highly recommend you check this pay-per-view out you'll be glad you did i am giving full gear 2022 a 8 out of 10 it was a great pay-per-view um Definitely worth your money, worth your time. Also check out their pre-show because there was three quality matches on that as well. Unlike WWE where they'll usually just throw on a crappy match that no one gives a shit about. AEW, they basically, I swear to God, it was an episode of Rampage pretty much. Like it did not feel like that much of a pre-show. It felt like a show show. Like there's three matches on a pre-show. Like that's wild. That was really cool. Uh, I liked it. So there you go. What did you guys think of the show? Did you like it? What was your favorite match? Uh, I'm going to have to go with that trios match, but Jamie Hayter winning the title wasn't my favorite match, but it was definitely my favorite moment. And uh, I'm glad that they pulled the trigger on MGF. They didn't chicken out. I feel like they kind of had to if, if that MGF stuff was legitimate and he left the company and, and demanded money and all that stuff. And I think that would have to be part of the deal of him coming back is that they're going to have to put that title on him at some point soon. And here we are. We are now beginning the reign of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Should be a good time. Should be entertaining. Should be quite something we'll see how it goes down with him but i am out of here but before i go let's just talk about my predictions first so out of the 13 matches i got 10 out of 13 correct so not bad i definitely got duped on the trios tag match i got duped 
on the the Samoa Joe Fatal Four Way match or uh, Triple Threat match. Did not see that coming. Samoa Joe getting the win there, uh, especially now he's a dual champion. He's a Ring of Honor Television Champion and the the TNT Champion. So like, whoa, that's crazy. And uh, what was the other one I got? I don't remember. Whatever one I got wrong, I was pissed. So there you go. But regardless, I beat my wife. So there you go. If you beat me, let me know and uh, and let me know how you th- what you thought of the show. What do you think about? Are are, are you feeling good about MGF being the champion? Are, are you concerned about it at all, King, or anything like that? But anyway, I'm gonna get the hell out of here. It's four in the goddamn morning. I just got off of work. I'm tired as fuck, and I want to go smoke weed. So hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed the review. Um, Tomorrow, what's to, where am I? What's today? I'm all confused. Uh, tomorrow, you'll have the GX Hockey Cast. Going to be talking about hockey and all that great stuff. Make sure you go back and check out the latest episode of the GX Gamer Cast. I talked about Mario Bros. 3, uh, just an absolute all-time legendary video game. So make sure you go back and check that one out if you didn't already and all that good stuff. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check out all the descriptions down below. Like the podcast, follow the podcast, tell all your friends, tell your animals, tell your tell your mom, your dad, your cousins, your aunts, your your the, the weird guy that walks down your street sometimes and you walk across uh, the street to go walk on the other side of the sidewalk because you don't really want to say hi to him because he always says, oh, hey, how's it going? But you just don't want to do that right now. Go over, walk to the other side and tell this guy about that podcast. This podcast, okay, goddammit. All right, I'm out of here. I'm going to bed after weed. Weed first. Weed's important. I need that.